vacation in the summer sun Getting lots of action, having lots of fun Storing like the thunder till the bubble burst Suddenly it got to be September 1st Whoa, it's me All summer long I was happy and free Saved my soul The Board of Education took away my parole As we're recording this, it's early September, and I know neither of us have kids, but surely a couple of our listeners have kids, and if I'm correct, most of those kids are all back in school right now? Uh, I, I, I would assume so, because my commute for the past week has been an utter fucking nightmare. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's one of two possibilities, and I really think the only realistic possibility is that the kids are back in school. That's something I'm just now discovering, but I've seen more and more people bitching about it. It's it's kind of hilarious. I, I don't have kids, and I don't have to go anywhere, so I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, every year, like clockwork, my commute into work within the span of a week goes from an easy breezy 40 minutes to an absolutely nightmarish almost hour. So, <laughs> just 20 minutes more every day of me swearing at kids in buses, so... Awesome. Awesome. So, what's all this school talk about? Uh, This happens to be our topic for the day. Very few of us like going back to school because that meant our free time was about to expire and we'd have to wake up early and do math and shit that we typically don't enjoy doing. But Derek and I both express that there are things that we enjoy about school or used to enjoy about school. Uh, First, did you actually enjoy school at all? Like, were you a fan? When I was really young, I enjoyed school. And as the years went on, it got really old really quick. Uh, Usually elementary school, almost all of it I I was pretty into. I thought it was a good time. But as soon as middle school rolled around, uh, that went downhill quickly. Very, very quickly. So I guess all of my positive associations with school are between grades K through 6. Yeah, see, I I kind of feel that too. Uh, Even Maybe even less than six i think like kindergarten preschool first and second grade maybe that was like the cutoff for me whenever they started doing that challenge 24 thing was like i'm out i'm done (laughs) see i went to a school k through two that was um not great they're very very strict (laughs) (laughs) so third grade on i had three really good years third fourth Fifth and six. Well, four. See, I'm bad at math. I didn't pay too much attention in school. (laughs) That's fine. But uh, yeah, so neither of us really, really dug school. I think you're going to find that out really, really quick. We aren't talking about our favorite classes or anything like that. We're going into the good stuff. We're going into the snacks that we chose for lunch, uh, the clothes shopping, the preschool shopping, and all that good stuff. So today, we're going to reminisce over some of our most notable memories about school when we were kids. And I think it's my turn to start this one off. That's right, bitch. <laughs> get it, bitch. Get going. Get it teed up. <laughs> hey, that's a word that you couldn't say in school. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got uh, five different categories and we'll bounce back and forth between each. Let's get it. 
Get all your back-to-school stuff at Staples. Everything's all here and ready to go, even if your kids aren't. I thought you said school's out forever. No, no, no. The song goes, school's out for summer. Nice try, though. So, I mean, the obvious first choice has to be back-to-school shopping. This can include clothes or materials you might be using at school, pencils, notebooks, trapper keepers, backpacks, lunchboxes, all the good stuff. I'm going to start with my clothes shopping. When I was a kid, I don't honestly remember clothes shopping for school. Basically, K through probably fourth grade, I really don't remember a lot of it. Uh, I assume that it had cartoon characters or anything like that that might strike my uh, my attention, I guess. Might get my attention immediately. Um, mm -hmm. Those were the typical things I wore as a kid. Uh, I wasn't worried about fashion by any means or any trends or anything. I wore what basically Walmart had. Mm, you weren't a fashionista? Not no. like me? No, not at all. Just trying to get on the cover of Kids GQ. Yeah, not at all, man. Yeah, I, I kept it pretty simple. I just, clothes were like the last thing on my mind. When it came to a trip to Walmart and we had to do like the clothes or whatever, it's like, all right, but I'm going to go to the electronics. I hope that's okay. Hey, mom, um, can I get this Super Nintendo? I really need it for school. <laughs> yeah. They've got yeah, educational games. Don't buy them for me, though. They suck. Yeah. Uh <laughs> 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 but uh, later on in life, when fashion and stuff like that kind of mattered, I was huge into like Jinko jeans. Oh my god, I was gonna say, were you a Jinko kid? <laughs> I was of course you were a Jinko kid. Through and through a Jinko kid, but it didn't start with Jinkos because I couldn't. We couldn't afford them. You know, Jinkos were like the big thing in the nineties, and yes, they, they cost... were price gouging. Oh yes, my god, because they knew. They knew that this was it. They had two years for them to make their money, and then yeah. that's it. They're dead in the water. Right. So, you know, a, a nice pair of Jinko jeans, you know, you had to get the big ones made out of like four pairs of jeans basically to make one, <laughs> uh, like 50 or 60 or even more dollars, you know, like insane, insanely priced, but we paid it. Um, so for me, it didn't start with Jinkos. It actually started with a brand of Lee jeans that they got at Walmart. They were Lee Pipes. Do you know oh. about Lee Pipes? <laughs> no. no. I thought you were going to say they were called like Linkos or something Linkos? like that. No. Just no. a very blatant knockoff. Lee Pipes. There is a, a blatant knockoff of Jinko uh, that's kind of similar to the name, I guess. They're called Pacos. Oh. Pacos. Pacos. Oh, yeah. Okay. But Lee Pipes, uh, this is obviously Lee's jean brand. Very, very similar to Jinko's. I mean, they were humongous. These, I remember them having kind of like the, uh, you know how Adidas have the two stripes on the sides? A lot of jeans yeah. that were in this style kind of had this weird stripe thing going on the side. And this, I remember having this pair I was super fucking stoked to get this pair of jeans, too. I was, like, in my glory. I had my, my boxers showing and everything. You know, that was the cool thing. Oh, yeah. You have the boxers showing, and I was like, you yeah. Had your I'm chain a, wallet, I too. had my chain wallet and, you know, the button-up <laughs> T-shirt with the flames and dragons and shit on it. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but Lee Pipes, it was knockoff Jinkos, and, you know, you were fashionable in these. <laughs> you, you could pass as a cool kid in school. I'm, uh, I'm looking at them now and this logo is a banger this yeah. lee pipes logo yeah, it just looks like they ripped off tech deck they basically did had to have uh you know i'm not sure if tech deck came later or before i really don't know but um if they were anywhere in the same realm 
easily this ripped off tech deck like edgy <laughs> to the extreme <laughs> so i found a picture here and there's actually a tag still attached to the ass of this mm-hmm. and of course black and white photo of a girl yes. looking right into the camera very artsy yeah and then it's got this you know the killer logo but it also very of its time has the um the typewriter font and it's three bold colors, yellow, orange, green, and it's cracking me up. It says, bigger, wider, cooler. Oh. <laughs> their, their whole marketing pitch here is, they're bigger than Jinkos. They're wider. Therefore, you'll be cooler. Yeah, absolutely. And the only thing that's missing is like a Smash Mouth track in the background. Oh, We're that can be <laughs> added in easily. Added in. <laughs> or like Papa Roach or something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so I know that you're saying that fashion wasn't a big thing for you and it wasn't, I guess, a super big thing for me, but it was very important to know. I said earlier that I went through kind of a crappy school, uh, from K through two. And part of the reason that it was crappy, aside from them giving us way too much of a workload for kindergartners, my mom, I remember her telling me, uh, that. I was getting sent home with like three hours of homework every night as a first grader. As a first grader. What can a first grader do with three hours of homework? What am I learning at that point? I wouldn't Um, do uh, even a half hour of homework. (laughs) Like, that's too much. (laughs) Um, So... The the other bad thing about that school, aside from all of the workload, was... I had to wear a uniform and I'll never forget this. It was always a white shirt. So it was either in the summer or springtime. It was a white polo or in the winter. It was a white turtleneck. You had to wear a white turtleneck, (laughs) which is the worst thing (laughs) ever. And then is this a Catholic school? Like, what is this? No, this was just, uh, well, they called it, um, a char, it was a charter school technically. Okay. So it was like public private is what they called it at that point. So it's, it's a public school. You don't have to pay for it, but there's a selection process. So wow. my parents did that because they thought I'd be getting a better education and it just but was not. The only it, thing you got from it was not a it. white polo t shirt and a fucking turtleneck. And a turtleneck. And then, yeah, you had to pair that <laughs> with navy blue slacks. Oh. They couldn't be. Any kind of – they had to be slacks. So you had these little kids in this terrible, terrible uniform just sucking all the joy out of being at school. So come third grade, fashion was very important to me. I very much cared about what I what I was going to wear because I could choose what I was going to wear for the first time ever. So it was huge for me. I could pick out my own T-shirts. I could pick out my own sneakers, my own jeans. Like I was in charge of my wardrobe and that was huge. So – Obviously, I had a lot of t-shirts. I remember a couple of them very vividly. The one that I really, really remember was my first day of third grade, walking in, very proud of myself because I picked out (laughs) a bright red X-Men t-shirt. And this was like X-Men from the Marvel comics. So these were all like drawn, hand-drawn. And and that t-shirt is burned into my brain because that's actually how I made my first friend and one of my longest and oldest friends by walking into the classroom because he had the same shirt on. Oh, shit. And I remember looking across our little carpet that we had to sit down on for reading time. And he's wearing the same shirt. And I was like, Hey, and I did like one of these things, the point, and he was like, oh, that's a good shirt. And I was like, we've got the same shirt on. And that kind of uh, struck up a conversation between the two of us. So Frankie, 
If you're listening, do you remember that X-Men shirt? Because that shit was badass, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So good. The only other thing I can bring to the uh, back-to-school shopping extravaganza here, as far as clothes go, is uh, my love and affection for early Hot Topic years. Mm. So, yes. um, As soon as sixth grade hit, I was the little goth kid, and... uh, (laughs) <laughs> it was nothing but trip NYC and, you know, whatever band t-shirt I could find at the time or whatever. I went as far as to having black t-shirts with fishnet, the whole fishnet thing. I don't know, that was a big thing for me when I was a kid uh, from basically 6 through 12. Like, I, that was me. I had these giant demonia boots, these big goth boots. And, <laughs> oh, man, it was... Night and day, basically, from like K through six and then six through 12. It's like, what happened? What, 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 what happened there? I just don't even know. What happened? I got cool. That's what happened. That's right. Started listening to Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails. Now I'm a cool little son of a gun. <laughs> All right, so we've talked enough clothes. Obviously, you had to go back to school shopping for actual supplies, too. Sure. Uh, I mean, I know what you're going to say, but before you jump into it, because you're going to start talking about pencils and pens, I know which brand you're going to jump into, Grammy. Okay. I'm going to say the one thing I really, really remember and I loved very, very dearly was my Scooby-Doo Space Maker pencil box. Nice. Have you ever seen this? Uh, just the picture that I saw that you posted up there. Yeah. So, for those who are listening, uh, I'll make sure that I post the picture of this, but it's a bright lime green top, and I don't know if you remember the Space Maker pencil boxes, but they always had a really textured lid. So, sometimes it would be squiggles. In this case, it was bubbled. So, there is oh, yeah. all of these dots, raised dots yes. on top of it, and there is a cutout for um, a sticker. And so this particular one, it was a Scooby-Doo sticker, and they had what the characters referred to, I learned the other day, as the Green Ghost chasing Shaggy and Scooby. So if you don't know who the Green Ghost is, it's the bluish, tealish looking ghost with the chains on his hands, Mm -hmm. and it's got the bright yellow, almost scream looking face, and uh, he's chasing Shaggy and Scooby through a graveyard because there's a tombstone behind them and a creepy looking tree. So, I remember getting that. That was probably around third grade. I'm just going to say that it was because that was like the best year ever. Uh, And I was very, very proud of this uh, pencil box, and I hung on to it for a long time. So, I don't know. It might still be in my parents' basement somewhere, but aside from folders and... I don't know, Trapper Keepers. What I think Grimey's going to say, pencils, erasers, Lisa Frank, are you going <laughs> to... <laughs> this guy loves Lisa Frank. Yeah, so that's that's one thing I definitely want to hit is uh, Lisa Frank stuff. So, obviously, I was a boy back in the, the 90s, so like, that sounds weird to say it like that. <laughs> Um, and now he's over. a man in the 2020s. And now I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> Being a, a boy in the 90s, you can't have Lisa Frank stuff. That's just you're not allowed to buy that stuff. It's a very different time. Um, my sister, though, whenever we would go school shopping, she would get mm-hmm. really cool, bright colored Lisa Frank folders and pencils, and uh, they had even erasers and stuff. Anything they could slap Lisa Frank on. For school supplies, they did. Little notepads, everything. Everything. Um, It was something that just, you know, how could it not catch a child's attention? 
so neon, so vibrant. I mean, yeah, yeah it, draw, it draws your eye right to it. Why wouldn't you mm-hmm. want that? Yeah, so if there was any way for me to get one of these folders and hide it, I did. I remember one time my <laughs> sister actually getting accidentally two of the same one and just being like, shh, no one has to know. And I would just... <laughs> take it and it would go into my backpack and I remember returning home one time with it and people being like is that at least a Frank folder in your backpack I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about no clue just just being like bro I'm poor I get what I get okay you think I <laughs> yeah, chose this yeah. yep. and then secretly being like it's okay I still love you <laughs> yeah aside from that uh things you know i feel like this also falls under the same category gel pens and milk pens like oh yes i love gel- i had a like a 48 pack of gel pens that i begged <laughs> yeah, my dude. mom for i mm-hmm. fucking loved gel pens oh yeah and they did like every color you could think Plus more, like they did mm-hmm. different brands. They did the milk pens that you know they they are exactly what they sound like. They're kind of on the milky side. You can draw on black paper. Then they did like the metallic gel pens, which were all like shiny and like just looked really really cool on black paper. Uh, huge part of the '90s gel pens and milk pens. Just I don't even know where it came from. It just out of nowhere basically. And oh every, yeah person was drawing around on their notepads and shit with these things i blame the band aqua for that i just feel like that was their aesthetic i feel like somebody (laughs) listened to their music and they said you know what i bet these people are gonna want to write with gel pen so they the creator of the gel pen uh created them for the band aqua and then they gained in popularity very quickly that's my barbie (laughs) (laughs) that's my not true fact of the day that's i like that not true fact of the (laughs) day not true fact of the day (laughs) Hmm. reoccurring Um, segments i feel honorable mention scented markers those were huge and um very much a status symbol back then yeah so i actually i have a little story to go along with these um obviously it's not something that you would typically buy for school it's more one of them things that the school already has for you right Um, there's no way we could escape this conversation i bought a pack of vintage ones from the 90s or maybe the 80s i'm not sure exactly it had there's a very specific artwork where like all of the things that they're scented after are like these anthropomorphic beings basically they have they have like arms and legs it's like if fruit and veggies grew m&m arms and legs it's really cute so that's perfect way to describe it yeah yeah i got one of them and i was like really excited because it was a a sealed pack wasn't never opened or anything like that i was like fuck yeah i can't wait to sniff the shit out of these markers again (laughs) and just reminisce imagine my disappointment when i opened them all and they all smelled like vinegar from being super old (laughs) I feel like that makes sense. It's probably like the same dyes that they use for Easter eggs that you kind of yeah. mix with vinegar, you know? Right. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Shame. But- shame, Grimy. It's a shame. Damn shame. Mm-hmm. They actually, if you want, though, you can buy a pack of these today. And I'm just going to read a couple of the new ones that they made. Uh, the updated sense Pineapple Shooting Star. Galactic Fruit Punch, Cosmic Pink Lemonade, Smoky Cinnamon Rocket Fuel, Nacho Cheese, Blue Slushy, 
black raspberry moon rocks, buttery popcorn, and the best one, rotten melon alien ooze. Whoa. Yo, yeah, that sounds right. gnarly. Between the nacho cheese and rotten alien <laughs> ooze, uh, these kids haven't made today. They just don't realize it. We walked so they could run. <laughs> I'll keep <laughs> so good. The number one best-selling author in America, R.L. Stein, wants to give you lots and lots of Goosebumps three different ways. First, Goosebumps books, where the terror began and the screams go on forever and ever. Then, give yourself Goosebumps, the books where you choose from 20 different scary endings. And coming soon, Goosebumps Triple Header. Alright, so obviously we were just talking about buying things, and now we're going to be talking about buying more things, but in a different setting, Grimy. Oh, a totally different setting. And probably, I'm going to assume this is most of us, uh, our first foray into spending our own money. Yeah, sure. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what that was for me. I was never given a blank check from my mother. No, that. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I wasn't given a blank check from my mother. I just kind of took it and scribbled in kid handwriting. One million dollars. No. (laughs) Of course, we're going to be talking about the book fair, which came around quite a few times, at least for me, throughout the course of a year. But uh, they did these right up at the start of the year, I remember. Um, Very, very close to the beginning of the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Just one of them things to get kids pumped. And, you know, what's not to get pumped about having a huge fucking wad of cash in your pocket walking into this fucking mausoleum of books and posters and just shit that you probably didn't really need for school but still wanted? Oh, my God. It totally was a mausoleum, too. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Just books in the walls and you are just – yeah, no. So, I – man – I assume it was the same for you, but for us, it was the Scholastic Book Fair. Scholastic Book Fair. Scholastic was like the mob for elementary schools. They just weaseled (laughs) their way into anything and everything, just getting into, you know, how can we wring these kids dry of all of their money and uh, under the guise of education, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna start by having this humongous van full of books that has Clifford on the side of it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, I guess it didn't just stop at the book fair in elementary school. Um, I want to say it was probably every month they would give out those Scholastic book order forms. Did oh, you yeah. ever get those yep. too? Yep, I remember them things getting slapped on my desk back in the day, and just thinking, oh shit, what mm-hmm. goosebumps books are in this one? Mm-hmm. I mean, thinking back, it just seems a little immoral and a little wrong. Like public school, the whole point of public school is that it's free. It's probably for some underprivileged kids. And really, we should be like stocking libraries for these kids. And instead, they're like, you want books? You got to buy them. And you can't just get them today. You got to wait for them. You got to order them and wait for them to come in. That was the worst part about all of this was the waiting. But <laughs> I digress. The book fair, you didn't have to wait. You just had to wait until the period where they'd let you down to go shop around. Right, right. So, Grimy, I know that you mentioned to me you weren't a big book kid. So, what were you doing at the book fair? You, you make it sound like it was your Christmas, basically. But a place that <laughs> full of things that you don't read, what, what were you doing down there? Honestly, still fucking books <laughs> i know it sounds really weird but like i wasn't a big reader um like i mentioned uh if you're following us on instagram i just posted a thing um a picture of a book it yep. coupon thing um 
or certificate. I, I wasn't a big reader unless they threw pizza at me. Like I would read books then. Um, but see, for me, it wasn't necessarily about reading the books as much as it was just having the books and owning them. Like, I know I've mentioned this before on an earlier episode. Um, Goosebumps and scary stories and stuff like that. That was the shit to have back when I was a kid. And I'm sure mm-hmm. even you, like, it probably made its way into even your, like, grade or whatever. Um, it was more about just having them. And, like, if you were seen with a Goosebumps book in your backpack or you were holding it on your way to your next class or whatever, you were kind of considered the shit. Like, <laughs> and I, I made sure that I had some Goosebumps books on me at all times. So that was oh. like my main squeeze when it came to these things is like Goosebumps and scary stories. I know when Harry Potter started getting big, that was another thing that I was like... Yeah, maybe I'll check it out, but maybe I'll just carry it and have people think that I actually read these fucking things. Um, They did do something else, though, that I was very typically fond of. Uh, And I don't think they had, like, a name brand or anything like that. They kind of reminded me of those old, uh, like, those science kits. What the fuck were they called? The Dr. Dreadful kits. Oh, yes. Dr. Dreadful. Kits were huge back then. Yeah. So, like, for some reason, they would always have these little mad science kits. And like I said, I don't know if there's a brand name, but they would come with, like, little Petri dishes and test tubes. And they would come with a book inside that would, like, tell you how to do these little experimental Mm -hmm. things, I guess. Like, uh, everybody knows the uh, vinegar and baking soda or baking powder or whatever. Yep. Um, That was a big one, obviously. Uh, there was one that I remember, and it played up really, really big on the, the gross-out humor kind of thing. It was like poking pencils through a spleen or something like that. It was something real, real weird. But it was really just, it was like a bag, like a plastic Ziploc bag. You put water in it, and you put red food coloring in it, and you just stab pencils through. And then when you stab them through, you know, the, the water, water stays doesn't in come there. Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stupid little things like that. For some reason, science stuff in general and like... Anything that you would be messing with, with like, I don't know, glass instruments, that piqued my interest like immediately. So I had to buy one of these every time. Totally. Because it was less uh, educational and more toy at that point. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And being able to buy a toy in school was like the greatest feeling ever. And sometimes I actually did have real toys down there too. Yeah. So. I actually was kind of a reader back then. Uh, I, okay. I really did enjoy books. They didn't Nerd. always. <laughs> well, hey, wait a minute, because I wasn't really reading the classics here, okay? No Ernest oh, okay. Hemingway for little Derek, all right? No? Things like Holes, uh, Holes Coraline, right. Captain Coraline. Underpants. I was just going to say, did you get into that Captain Underpants, bro? Dude, I was ravenous for Captain Underpants back in the day. I had the whole series. I read them cover to cover. Probably multiple times. I even had the spinoff book, Ricky Ricotta and his giant robot, or whatever it was called. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I'm so jealous because, like, right around my time in book fairs is when Captain Underpants really hit the scene. And it's one of them things that's still going on today. They're still doing little spinoffs. The same people are making, like, artwork on the covers of books. And, like, I'm just really, really upset with myself that I didn't get into 
that series, I guess. It just seemed really, really cool. It still seems really cool to me. Maybe I'll visit it sometime, but anyhow. There's still time. There's still time. Hop in. Why not? Right. Who cares? Right. Who cares? Hop into uh, Captain's underpants. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some other stuff. Obviously, this was huge for a lot of people. The series of unfortunate events uh, oh, yeah. book yep. series. I loved that. The Shel Silverstein books, any of his oh, books, yeah. the, the poetry books, uh, Harold and the Purple Crayon, things like that were great. But really, my first love and my biggest love and the thing that fueled my book fair purchases for years were Calvin and Hobbes books. Oh, fuck yeah. A plus, brother. I could not believe that they carried these in school. It was like they were saying it's okay to read comics like yeah and so i actually before i even bought one of those my dad had a book or two and i picked those up and i fell in love with them and then to get to the book fair and they'd carry even more or the book order form and they'd have even more that i could pick from so i basically over a period of time ended up collecting all of the books that were available and i i guess the thing that we can take away from uh, Calvin and Hobbes or letting kids read any comics is that, yes, it's not like I'm reading Tom Sawyer. I'm not reading Huck Finn. But it was really stimulating me drawing-wise. Uh, I oh, think yeah. that's where I picked up a fair bit of my humor and my sense of humor. So those are really important for kids. And if they're stu- still doing book fairs, which I'm sure that they are – let your kids buy comic books. That's all I have to say. I, I remember seeing Calvin and Hobbes in book fairs and in school even, like in the library and just being like – but like I didn't understand it because, you know, like the stickers on people's cars, it has like Calvin pissing, pissing on some, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, how – they have this in school? Why? Why is that a thing? <laughs> but then like I understood later on in life. I'm like, oh, okay. It's just like a parody. I get it. <laughs> Well, that's the bell for lunch. Let's head into the cafeteria, Derek. Yes, let's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah. One thing that that is huge in my memory when it comes to school is absolutely lunchtime. I mean, it's uh, my favorite favorite subject. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, it's it's still my favorite subject, food. Yeah. really gave a shit less about school but the food whole other story did you have enjoyable school lunches at your place or was it kind of on the side of not so appetizing the school lunches were the most abhorrent disgusting (laughs) nasty things being passed off as a meal that i've ever seen in my life and that uh was just consistent through all of my school years. So, yeah, never got school lunch. Really? I feel so bad for you because my school, th- these were all fucking delicacies that they were serving. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. They're so good. <laughs> so, if I wasn't packing a lunch, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, one, A couple of the biggest things for me. Uh, one... I'm a huge fan of Thanksgiving dinner. Obviously, when Thanksgiving comes around, they do Thanksgiving food. So, like, turkey and gravy and stuffing and potatoes, the whole nine yards. Uh, They allowed us to get seconds and thirds for free that day. 
I don't know why. I have no clue, but I made sure I abused the fuck out of that. I remember getting (laughs) two to three plates. The spirit of giving, man. That's why. Uh, Trying to clear out the freezers before the holiday rolled around. Yeah, yeah, take it all. (laughs) Yeah, probably. You guys aren't going to be here for the next, like, three weeks. Eat up. (laughs) Um, So that was one. Uh, I know this is obviously lunchtime, but the uh, breakfast was a big thing, too. Um, They had breakfast pizzas in the elementary school where I'm at, and they were the best fucking pizzas I've, I think I've ever had, ever. <laughs> They're amazing. So good. Had, like, some kind of a weird, like, white sauce. I think it was, like, gravy, kind of, almost. Oh, uh, so kind of like very a biscuits and gravy. Yeah, yeah. And actually, the um, the crust was, like, kind of biscuit-like, too. I've seen things recently, people recreating school pizzas from, okay. you know, back then, and it looks like they're just doing Bisquick uh, bases. That's so, probably it's not really, right. like, dough. It looks like a Bisquick type of a thing. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, though. Um, and they put, like, sausage in... All kinds of good stuff on top. But I think my favorite lunch menu item that they did was buffalo chicken wraps. And they were to fucking die for. I mean, like breaded strips of chicken with buffalo sauce on it and a wrap you can get. Like ranch dressing to throw in there. I don't remember if there was like lettuce or anything in there either. I think it was. I mean, then they packed them full. This thing was like a humongous burrito style thing. So good. I remember going up and getting seconds of those all the time. Very often. I was in high school before Obama was president. So when Michelle Obama went in there and fucked high school lunches up for everyone, we could still get like Snickers ice cream bars for dessert. Oh yeah. So like that was the thing that I remember getting all the time in school. Oh, so good. And there were still pop machines in school yet so you could go out and get a soda if you wanted to so no memorable good uh lunch menu items at your school huh so again i guess it really only goes over to dessert like you were just mentioning so throughout elementary school Friday was ice cream day, so if you brought in your 50 cents, you could buy an ice cream truck ice cream. They had a chest freezer full of it. So you could oh, get that's not too bad. the Eclair bars, you could get the strawberry shortcake bars, you, you push up pops, any of those things you could buy on Fridays. And then once I got into middle school, the food was still trash, but for a while, for the first year, so throughout seventh grade, you could buy these giant chocolate chip cookies for 50 cents. And I mean, these things were like, six inches long and they were like the most delicious buttery cookies I've ever had in my life and then they stopped serving them probably around the time that like you said where they had to stop serving all that stuff in school which was a real bummer but yeah the food was always garbage so I was always 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 bringing a lunch from home so my parents Got real good at packing a lunch and making a lunch. (laughs) I need to hear what your packed lunch is like. Yeah, so to the point where teachers were always telling me, wow, that sandwich looks really good. I wish I had that sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Well, get the fuck away. You don't have that sandwich. (laughs) So it was just, you know, your standard stuff, like a turkey sandwich or a ham sandwich, whatever. But like my my mom and dad would always kind of go the extra mile. If it was a turkey sandwich, they'd throw lettuce, they'd throw tomato, you know, stuff on there. So it it was like more than just throwing some prepackaged turkey and a slice of American on bread and calling it a day. So they were they were nice. They were were tasty. The problem being, by the time I got out of high school, 
I was so over sandwiches at that point. I didn't eat a sandwich for like two years because I was like, I have had more sandwiches in my life than anybody I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But a typical lunch uh, for me was always a bag of chips. So my parents would go buy the variety packs of the snack size bag of chips. Hmm. Um, I was always partial to Doritos or barbecue Lay's. Uh, I don't think Lay's are a very good chip, but the barbecue Lay's are their own thing and very, very tasty. Um, Fuck a Frito. A Frito can take a hike forever and for always. Mm. Nope. The only Fritos Fritos that I'll get into are the barbecue twist Fritos. Those are... mm. See, that's that's like prime prime Frito real Mm -hmm. estate there. (laughs) Those are are tasty little buggers. So I'd get uh, chips. I'd get my sandwich. There would always be a juice box in there, usually like a Capri Sun. Sometimes there was... um, high C. It really depended on what we were into at that point. And then there was always like a snack. So some days it might be a yogurt. Uh, Actually, it was always packed in. There was always a yogurt packed in because we'd have snack times too. So I would usually eat like a gogurt for a snack time. And I always loved Mm, a cotton candy gogurt. Those are always my favorite. So good. Uh, But tricks was always up there for me too. Tricks were pretty good. But snacks were always very, very important. There was always a snack, whether it be gummies or a little thing of Cheez-Its or maybe it was a brownie. Some of my favorite ones, I made a little bit of a list. The fudge brownie lunchable snack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those were rare to get. I rarely saw those. I rarely got those. It was a very special occasion when my parents would buy those. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, take out the, the, the fine china. For those of you who don't remember, the Lunchable snack, and it didn't just stop at the brownie, but the brownie was my favorite. I think they also did a big chocolate chip cookie, maybe? Am I remembering yeah, that something right? like that. I, I can't remember right off the top of my head, but this sounds about right. So, it was its own Lunchable pack and it was just a big old brownie and it usually came with frosting I believe and sprinkles and you could kind of top your own brownie and it was very much like a cosmic brownie consistency. I was just going to say it's like creating your own cosmic brownie but like better. It was better and they were always cold like they always kept them in the fridge and there's something about a cold cosmic brownie that is just otherworldly. There's just a delicacy. I agree. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't that, which it rarely was, like I said, it was tongue tattoo fruit roll-ups. Oh, now, fuck. Jesus. Awesome. I always loved fruit by the foot better, but when it came to fruit roll-ups, I would kill for them if they came with the tongue tattoos because that was always just something so fun to do. I think eventually they did go down that route. I feel like I remember this. My memories with fruit by the foot start back at Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So that was pretty Mm. early on. I just, I remember there was a brand of them that had like goosebump stuff on them too, though. It had like on the wrapping paper, it had like a bunch of weird goosebumps, like quotes and stuff or something. I I could be 100% wrong, but I'm pretty sure. That's what I I didn't just. That's what I remember. That's what I remember from Fruit by the Foot was the uh, decorated wrapper there. There was always stuff printed on the wrapper. And sometimes they even used it um, to their advantage, the color of the ink on the wrapper and then the color of the actual 
fruit roll up where yeah, yeah. they would print you know a question in blue so it would show up in blue and when you peeled it you'd get the answer in red or something like that i feel like right, i remember yeah. that happening oh yeah but the biggest snack that i remember that i miss and i wish we could get back because i want to know if they were as good as i remember them being were the jello pudding bites do you remember these oh, at all yeah sack i vaguely remember these uh they're like the little ball things right kind of look yeah. like so they came oversized out dipping dots <laughs> kind of they came out in the mid 2000s so i probably would have been yeah. getting these around fourth or fifth grade right they came in vanilla and chocolate flavors and they were basically a gummy they were like a vanilla and chocolate flavored gummy but they had a, a very different texture from what you would hmm. consider to be a normal gummy like they almost popped when you bit them Okay, that that doesn't not sound appetizing. Honestly, that sounds really good. I feel like the closest thing that exists now to the texture of them are probably like boba. See, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from them. Is boba? Yeah. So I, I remember it being sort of like Jello pudding boba bites, uh, and mm. those I'd give anything just to try them again. They're a big hit for me. So that's what I remember most in my lunch. What about you? Did you take any snacks with you? So, oh man. If I took a packed lunch, it was packed to the fucking brim. <laughs> My mom, uh, she knew how to pack a lunch, I'm telling you. She, she was expert level. A couple of things that are most memorable to me, obviously, like the juice pouches, it, like, like you, is either Capri Sun or a high C. Most notably, obviously, Ecto Cooler, if it was still around, and it was at that point in time. Um, if it wasn't Ecto Cooler, it was... Uh, Probably just like the the lava burst ones, the orange lava burst, or like whatever one they that we could find, get our hands on. Actually, there were a few times where I took juicy juice boxes. There, those were pretty big for us. Okay. Yep. Other really big things we mentioned these a while ago. Kudos bars. That was a huge oh, one. Yeah. Always had that one. I mean, I had one or two of them at all times in my lunchbox. Just couldn't go without them. The bulk of it, like you, is like a sandwich of some sort, whether it was like turkey or if it was peanut butter and jelly or, you know, a ham sandwich or whatever. And she would kind of do the same thing your mom would do, go a little bit over the top and throw like the, the lettuce and the tomato and stuff and kind of make it a little bulkier and not just bread and cheese and mm-hmm. a piece of turkey <laughs> <laughs> i guess one of the big things i remember uh jello pudding was i mean like i obviously didn't have the things you were just talking about but the the jello pudding in general just is one of them things that i feel like kids have had for decades in packed lunches and i'm not sure if kids still take them but i'm definitely seeing them on shelves at stores still and like quite a few different varieties there's way more than what we had they have like these weird unicorn ones that are cotton candy and raspberry and different flavors and uh i'm just kind of jealous that i can't pack my own lunches anymore and pretend i'm still at school so i have this theory about putting in our lunches back then (laughs) oh fucking christ so i think all of us were so huge on pudding back then because of billy madison billy madison that's not the bill i thought you were gonna mention 
Mm-mm. Billy Madison made such a big deal out of snack packs in his pudding that I remember at least right. me being so influenced by that. I thought that it was the top tier end all be all of snacks. So, yeah, okay. I did have pudding for quite a long time. And mainly because I thought I was just going to be like Adam Sandler for eating it. Okay. See, I thought you were going the route of uh, Bill Cosby. No, not because that he was Bill like for me. The creepy head of Jello at one point in time. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, kids, well. try out my new Christmas Jello jigglers. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. I think I'll stay over here and cover my drink. You have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> term short for pocket monster this could be this year's christmas boom and the pokemon is creating a monster of a commotion for american kids that's all they're wanting now is pure pokemon we haven't sold any yo-yos or star wars merchandise in a long time meet the latest craze to sweep the country characters named pikachu mankey and snorlax each one has life points and a unique point of attack they get into fights but no one dies. They only lose energy. And- hey, uh, speaking of things that are canceled or banned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there You're was right. A- this is exactly like that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in a sense. Uh, yeah. No, there were always, always since the dawn of time, something that has been banned from school. Usually toys. Sometimes it's a snack. Sometimes it's just talking about a show. But there is always something that was banned. And I know for me, I've got a little bit of a list here. Yeah. I also have one, two, three, four, five, probably five or six of them. Uh, The majority of mine are banned for pretty much the same reason. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of the toys were centered around trading or battling where you could lose them if you lost the game. So they just didn't want to hear from parents that their kid had something stolen uh, because they lost the game at school or straight up just stolen. I know plenty of kids who had things stolen out of their backpack when it was in the coat closet. So that's a big reason why a lot of this stuff was banned. Uh, The biggest one for me growing up was Pokemon. Anything Pokemon. Be it the cards, be it the cards or the Game Boy games or just the Game Boy in general, those were banned. Uh, Even, and I mentioned earlier, talking about certain things, it got to that point with Pokemon for us because Mm -hmm. that is all we wanted to do was talk about Pokemon. Uh, We lived it, we breathed it, we slept dreaming about Pokemon and it took over uh, our lives back then. We were just obsessed with it. So mm-hmm. teachers rightfully had to sort of band together and say, no, no, no more pocket monsters because you're not learning a damn thing in school anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. I can remember on several occasions, huge mishaps with Pokemon cards. Uh, there was one, I don't remember exactly what happened if the kid was just being a dick or what, but the teacher straight up took his cards from him and he was under the impression he wasn't going to get them back at the end of the day. He started freaking out, just throwing a fit, crying, and just 
causing a ruckus over Pokemon cards. And I remember it was like recess. We were all just looking at him like, what the fuck happened to that kid? Did he get stabbed? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) But it was over cards. And like, I completely get it now. Like, I get why these weren't in school for very, very long. Like, I wouldn't want to deal with that shit. Oh, absolutely not. But even me, myself, like Pokemon cards, I can remember kids. I There was a few times where I noticed a couple were missing. Uh, one specific, there was, uh, I think he's called Jump Pluff. It was a holographic card. It was from the, the Series 2 Neo Destiny or something like that. It came in this like card deck. And there was only one holographic in each one of these decks. And I was like, yeah, I really just kind of want him just to have him. And I was showing my friend in school this one card. I was like, yeah, he's really rare and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know shit about it. I was just like, it's a really cool card. Literally the next 20 minutes, it was gone. It was missing. And I was like, that stupid motherfucker stole my card. <laughs> I didn't do anything about it. I just left it happen, basically. I was like, I'm not going to tell a teacher and have my cards taken away from me and you know, cause a scene or anything like that. I was like, whatever, cut my losses. So, yeah, I completely get it. Fucking Pokemon cards. Ruining kids' lives since 96. <laughs> and once we moved on from Pokemon, it was uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! for us as well. Uh, our Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, those got banned very quickly. Um, and then for me, personally, closer to the mid-2000s, Crazy Bones got banned for a while too really see crazy bones never made an appearance here like they did everywhere else like i almost didn't even know about them until mcdonald's like did their thing i was like that's cool but like i don't really know what it is crazy bones was a flash in the pan thing for us it was like a span of a couple weeks probably around the time that mcdonald's was doing their promotion but i remember those yeah very quickly being banned they're like nope don't bring them in anymore uh we're just sick (laughs) of kids losing them and crying or whatever but the big one uh and we did pretty good for a while but Mighty Beans. Do you remember Mighty Beans? I remember Mighty Beans. Yeah, I definitely remember those. I actually still have a pack of turtle Mighty Beans here that are just like stashed away. Uh, Another thing that really didn't hit big here, or at least around the time when I was in school, I don't know about later, but yeah, we we never fucked with Mighty Beans here. So when I got into the fourth grade, Mighty Beans were the biggest, most popular thing going. For those of you not in the loop, they're a little bean-shaped pieces of plastic, and they've got a metal ball bearing on the inside. So the whole idea is that they sort of flop around. You can make them walk down inclines, in quotes. Um, But really, they were wrapped and had all of these cartoon faces. So they they were wrapped in plastic and painted, and they had all these really cool uh, uh, different faces and, and people and characters, and obviously some were more rare than others. So you'd have to go out and you'd have to buy packs. They were basically blind packs back then. Um, yeah. But what they did that was really cool is they also had um, like racetracks. And that mm-hmm. was the big draw to Mighty Beans for us was not only did we get to trade them or, or collect them, brag if we got a rare one, but at lunchtime – we had a teacher who was actually really cool and she let us keep the racetracks in the coat closet and when it came time for, for snack time, we'd get like 15 minutes to go eat a snack and play for a little bit. Um, we would 
race our mighty beans down this racetrack. But it got to a point where that's all we wanted to do. <laughs> and eventually they had to, like everything else, ban those because mighty beans started taking over the school. So as far as banned things from my childhood uh, in school, I remember Pogs being like the biggest one. Did you ever play Pogs when you were a kid? I had a Pog collection, actually, but I was like super, super young. So I think I was actually given uh, hand-me-down Pogs from my cousins who were older than me. So I never actually played them in school. Okay. So for me, they were also kind of a hand-me-down thing. Like my older brother and my sister, they both had them and they're both like three and four and five years older than me. I did inherit a lot of their stuff in general, but Pogs was one big thing. And I remember taking them into school once or twice when I wasn't supposed to and getting pretty in trouble for it. Like, that was a a big no-no. Yo-yos. Yo-yos were another big thing. I don't know why they were such a big thing when I was a kid here, but everyone had a fucking yo-yo here. I had, like, the X-Brain and the Black Mamba and a bunch of different Yomega ones that nobody liked because they didn't have cool bearings and shit in them to make them do really cool things. That was one that got banned really, really quick in our school. Gigapets. Gigapets was one. You know, it was too much of a distraction, which... I kind of get it would be kind of like playing a Game Boy in the middle of class, I guess, but just smaller and less fun. Worse. <laughs> yeah, way worse. Somehow Gigapets were like a really big deal for a pretty long time. Almost like Beanie Babies, but like I would rate Gigapet better than a Beanie Baby. And then last but not least, in high school, Hacky Sack was a big no-no out of nowhere. Like, you know, you would think it would be something that they would encourage, especially when the Obama administration got in and they were all about being healthy and doing healthy activities. And we had a teacher who actually made us hacky sacks. She was kind of like a hippie. She passed away pretty recently. She had like a nose piercing and all kinds of stuff. She was straight hippie vibes for sure. She used to crochet hacky sacks for us and down the road they banned her from doing it in the school we weren't allowed doing it like completely just weren't allowed doing it whatsoever and i was like this is kind of dumb i wonder if it has something to do with the association to uh you know stoner culture and they're like extracurricular activities yeah like (laughs) our kids are good kids they don't dabble in marijuana and they don't hacky sack well, I remember one of the kids that we used to play with all the time, he actually replaced the beans inside of his with, like, metal ones or something like that and, like, made it real serious. I don't know. It was just super educated. He was like, yeah, we're going to play Red Dot with my hacky sack, and it's got, like, metal beads in it. And I'm like, this sounds stupid. Like, I don't actually <laughs> want to hurt myself. It, it always comes down to, like, with stuff like that, with kids hurting themselves, and it's like... Yeah, we obviously can't have that in our school, so... No injuries, no black markets. Those are the two rules of public school. (laughs) Everything else is a (laughs) free-for-all. You only get one Saturday morning. to see Doug, Lisa's, Pepper Ann, Hercules, and much, much more. Disney's One Saturday Morning on ABC. The cool dad for Sun Television. One Saturday morning.
Alright, the last little bullet on our list here today. The Saturday morning after a long week of school. During the summer, every day feels like a Saturday morning. Like you could wake up, do whatever you want pretty much. You could wake up and eat cereal, watch cartoons, or go hang out with your buddies. During school, your free time is gone. I mean, you have to wake up early. You have to go to school. You have to do math. You have to do your homework when you come home, shower, eat food, repeat the next day for five fucking days in a row. The first Saturday, especially after your first full week of school, is a godsend. It's beautiful. It's bliss. It's freedom. It's just nice to have it. It's like unbuckling a belt after a big old meal, you know? <laughs> and a, a meal that you didn't even want to eat. Like, yeah, the worst food. meal you've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You hit that point in, I want to say, early to late August where it's like, yeah, you know, school doesn't sound that bad until you're back in it and you're like, ah, this, nope, this sucks. It wasn't even worth school shopping. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we could do a whole show on our Saturday mornings, but to your point exactly, throughout the summer, you have so much free time that it stops being precious or important to you. Sometimes you just waste whole days during the summer and you just take your time for granted, which when you started to back up with your routine in school, obviously you can't do anymore. So that Saturday morning just becomes so crucial, like you said, where you just start appreciating it like it's a fine wine. What's a typical Saturday morning during school like for you? Because I'm back on a schedule at this point, my body is like, no, you can't sleep till 11 anymore because you're so used to waking up at 6 a.m. So the benefit to that is now on the weekend, I'm sleeping in until like 7.30. So I'm up, I'm ready to go, which means I go downstairs. I usually grab a big bowl of cereal Typically, honeycomb, from what I remember. Honeycomb. Not, Hell yeah. not because it was my favorite, but because I think it was secretly my dad's favorite cereal. So, he oh, okay. would kind of grab that out and pour me a bowl of that, and that's just kind of what I ate. That's what I remember mm. eating most regularly on a Saturday morning. It wasn't the uh, the crackhead demon things from the commercial that got you involved? Well, I mean, I did love the commercials, <laughs> but I was never super crazy about the flavor. I just kind of ate it because yeah. it was handed to me. Um, And then obviously we're just watching Saturday morning cartoons. I think I've mentioned it before. I never had cable. So this was really my time to shine. This is really the only time that I was getting the good stuff. So Mm. things like Disney's One Saturday Morning, which I mentioned in the past. That was one of my favorites. Uh, And then later on, Kids WB. They all had kind of bangers of shows. And some of my favorites on Disney's One Saturday Morning, Pepper Ann. I've mentioned that. A lot in the past, but later on, shows like Lloyd in Space and Teacher's Pet, which really don't get mentioned anymore, and they were really, really great, so I I really recommend you check those out if you can find them. Um, And then for Kids WB, again, another forgotten one, Jowlin Showdown. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about this a little. I still don't even know what that is. Still have no idea. Exactly. So I bring it up so that you all can go look it up because these are like some really underrated shows, at least from how I remember them. A typical Saturday morning for me as a kid in the 90s during school, pretty similar, honestly. Uh, Not much different. I never gravitated towards cereal. I actually hated cereal when I was a kid. I fucking despised cereal. I wanted to be the kid that loved cereal because that was a thing that kids did, you know? I just hated cereal completely. So we already have all these snacks 
that we're going to be packing into our lunches and stuff, that's stocked full. So a kudos bar or, you know, a high C or whatever, something like that in the morning would be what I, I gravitate to most, like immediately. Um, <laughs> Derek's being attacked by a cat right I'm now. I'm being attacked by my cat right now. If you hear a lot of weird so noises, was, that's why. <laughs> he, he wasn't wrong in our last episode. When he wakes up in the morning, walks outside, he is attacked by cats. Attacked by cats, that's right. <laughs> continuity um then i would go on the 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 saturday morning cartoon kick i also didn't have cable but i did have a plethora of vhs tapes so i had a fuck ton of the orange vhs tapes from nickelodeon rugrats and ren and stimpy and oh man what else did i have a couple of live action things too i did have some are you afraid of the dark and some pete and pete stuff like that that was typical of me during the morning and then Later, you know, you're reacquainted with your school friends. Sometimes my school friends who I didn't typically hang out with during the summertime would be over and we would go hang out and do something together. Uh, majority of my time was after the very, very early morning would be spent outside and doing things that felt like summer, but wasn't obviously summer anymore. Absolutely. So I didn't get to actually hang out with my friends all that much outside of school because I lived a little bit farther away from where I went to school. What I did have was my cousin who was about my age who lived three minutes down the road. So very, very often on weekends while we were in school, I would either go to his house or he would come to my house and we'd have sleepovers on the weekends, usually Saturday into Sunday. And men... Uh, all bets were off when him and I got together. I don't know if you remember the finger rockets. Did you ever have those when you were a kid? Where it was just finger a f- rockets, a foam rocket, and it had a little rubber band with a loop. So you'd put one finger in the bottom and one finger on the rubber band, and then you'd shoot then it just up into the air. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I kind of remember this. Yep. We spent hours with those things outside, as well as the dragonfly toys. Do you remember those? Dragonfly, dragonflies. <laughs> yeah, I remember dragonflies. I had one, the blue one. I had the blue one, and I believe I had a red one, but I had like two blues and a red for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) So we would just spend a lot of time outside with those guys too. Um, And that doesn't count as being outside because I'm not like playing sports. I'm just like playing with toys outside because we were kind of forced out there. But then we'd usually come back inside around late afternoon, maybe play some PlayStation 2 or some N64 at that point. Uh, and then later on probably eat some pizza and watch a couple movies or something so that was typical of my saturdays my saturday mornings and my saturday evenings when i started school back up pretty much as much as we're trying to steer away from the summer it is everything that you do in the summertime and more i guess it it, it felt better than just summer vacation because you didn't have the free time at your disposal anymore and you have this short amount of time in between your you know your saturday and your sunday morning and before you know it you're sitting there sunday night and you're dreading going to school in the morning it just felt so much better knowing that Had you to savor uh, it. the time was precious yep so that was our back to school episode 
We're both very happy we don't have to go back to school because fuck all of that. We're happy just sitting behind our desks at our computers behind microphones, reminiscing about the good of school and not the bad. Yeah, I mean, everything that you just said, except I don't know which is worse, homework or bills, you know? So <laughs> there's some trade-offs Man, being old and yeah, not having you're to go right, to school. You're right. Yep. I don't know. I, I feel like... Homework is still probably worse. <laughs> it probably somewhere, especially nowadays. Yeah, you don't just have long division. You have that other bullshit that I don't even know what it is. You've got super long division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super don't fucking feel like doing any of that kind of division. That's right. Yeah, so while we sit here and reminisce on the good things of school, obviously there were bad things too. So we're we're glad that we don't have to do it day in and day out. And uh, nostalgia is a funny thing. We've got these rose-tinted glasses for this thing that we actively <laughs> didn't really like doing for a long time. Kind of weird, kind of funny. So I think that pretty much wraps it up. This is our last non-Halloween show until the big day. We have one coming up here at the end of September, and then October we have two Halloween shows. So be on the lookout for both of those. You got anything, Derek? Oh, yeah. I mean, aside from the shows that we have planned, um, you can head over to leftoverpizzaclub.com. We have a website now. I mean, we've had a website. It was formerly itstemboys.com, but we've made the change. We've switched it over. There's a shop up there now that has some leftover pizza gear that you can buy. Uh, and in addition, there's just some articles that we've written over the past five years or so uh, with more planned and more coming. We've also got a Halloween fun pack that we're going to be announcing really soon. Uh, and that's got some fun stuff in it. Without spoiling too much, you guys are looking at a pin. Maybe a pack of trading cards, maybe uh, a window clingy, a little window clingy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and I believe keep your eyes on Spotify. We're also going to be doing a little Halloween playlist, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of stuff coming. Just remember, give us a follow over literally everywhere now on Instagram at Leftover Pizza Podcast, TikTok at Leftover Pizza Podcast, Twitter at Leftover Pizza Club, and that's L F T O V R pizza club because they don't let us have really long names over there and of course the <laughs> facebook group uh leftover pizza club on facebook so lots of places to come follow us join us talk with us have a good time with yes yes please and as always rate subscribe all that good junk really helps us out a lot yeah the show's been growing <laughs> like weeds lately grimy and i have like been uh, absolutely astounded at the growth <laughs> that we've been seeing so that's really cool so welcome if you're a first time listener thanks for coming back if you've been listening and we appreciate all of you and with all that i am grimy and i am derek and you have just listened to the leftover pizza podcast now go to bed school tomorrow god damn it <laughs> But mom, I want to stay up. I want to watch Wheel of Fortune. I don't care what you want to watch. I got to watch my stories. Oh.